What's in the queue? 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 You haven't had your coffee yet, and that's okay. I did provide you with coffee though. And it is fucking delicious. I tried. I got that toasted white chocolate. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's basically just like a peppermint mocha. <laughs> that's not bad. I. I am a chocolate lover, but I am not a white chocolate lover. I mean, it's not. It's all right. Well, see, and that's why I thought I would just try it. You know, get yeah. it once. Uh, Cause me, uh, are you ready for a blasphemous statement? Yeah. I like the chestnut praline more than I like pumpkin spice latte. Whoa. Mm. So does that then make you not basic? Or am I twice as basic? No, 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 no. Okay, no. <laughs> I have become hipster basic. Oh. Because, well, I like the chestnut praline before everyone else did. <laughs> That's mm. so true. That's so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm. Oh, let, a, let us sip from the gods' yes. juices. That's going to sound great on audio. It goes so smooth. Oh, God. Uh, hey. 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 You want to hear a great story? Do it. Hey, hey, before I tell my great story, guess what you're listening to? What is it? It's What's in the Queue <laughs> with Krishana and Emily. I am not just Krishana today. <gasps> I am hot mess Krishana today. No, you look put together. <sighs> your shirt coordinates with the colors of your leggings. I, I don't understand how you could not be more put together. Well, you know, I'm just, this is a morning recording. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, normally, well, you know, in an effort to stay evergreen, we normally don't yeah. talk about exactly when we record, but I, I'm imagining if you're thinking of us with wine, yeah. hopefully you would think of us as evening recorders. Yes. Yeah. No, we we're coffeeing this recording yeah. up. Um, can I tell you about my crises that I had yesterday? Yes. Uh, so throwing a birthday party for my kid. At a specific bowling alley yeah. that does birthday parties and bowling. Cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, the when I scheduled it back in October, they're like, "Okay, we'll call you the Wednesday before to confirm everything and fi- finalize your payment." They didn't call. They didn't call all day Thursday. Um, called them last night. Uh, yeah, and we don't we don't have your name anywhere on a list. Um, are you sure we charged you? Scroll through bank statements. Scroll. No, no charge. Oh, uh, did you get any confirmation email? Uh, uh, no. Okay, I'm going to have my boss call you back. Oh. Boss calls me back. Yeah, I don't know what happened. We've lost your stuff. I don't know. I'm all booked up. I don't I don't know what to tell you. And I'm like, do you have a bowling lane? Is there, is there like a... She's like, yeah, well, yeah, we've got plenty of lanes open. Like, I can... We can do that. I just don't have a hostess for you. I'm like, woman, I just... I promised... A little girl about to turn seven that she was going to take her friends bowling. Yeah. I just need to go bowling. Yeah. I will walk up to the counter and get my own pizza. Yeah. Goes, okay. All right. She's like, okay, I'm going to throw in free shoe rentals. Hey. Going to give each of the little girls a little like $5 token card to hey. go play some games. I'm like, no. Yes. 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 Yeah, because in that 45 minutes that I was waiting for the boss to call me back, yeah. I am Pinteresting the fuck yeah. out of... This particular themed birthday party of going, okay, yeah. well, if I go get tissue paper from the dollar yeah. store, I can come up with six games right now. I just got to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would have been 
right there with you. We could have gone. We could have found our own bowling. We could have made bowling. We could have made bowling. We could. We could make bowling. I was gonna do like Which a is ring probably toss. Cheaper. Actually, I'm getting a pretty good deal now that they now screwed, that now that they screwed up. I'm getting Thank a real you good for deal. Up. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Ooh, uh, crisis mm. averted. Mm. Um, well, my littles are going to your party. Yes. I, I don't get to be there. Shenanigans. You know, but thanks, we, employer. You know, you know, but I can tell you. That we went to said place last week yeah. for a another child's birthday, and it was insane. Yes, insane. Well, and they have levels of insanity that yeah. you can pay. I can only pay for a certain level of insanity, but if you have more money, yeah, you can pay for a lot of insanity. Yeah, but insane in the fact that. You walk in the doors and there's like eight people wearing Aloha shirts, mm-hmm. holding up signs for kids' parties. Yes, and it and then there's a marker board with a list, mm-hmm. and it was like 30, 13 names. Yes, on there. It was a madhouse. Yes, um, and uh, <laughs> I felt bad for these parents. But they kept it, I mean, they kept it cool. Inside, I was panicking. Sure. Um, Because there were children just throwing balls down this alley, like, yeah. three at a time. <laughs> it was chaos. They had the bumpers up. I'm sure it was fine. It was insane. It's fine. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they have the thing where the, with the balls and mm-hmm. the, 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 the thing. And it's mm-hmm. like a triple-decker yeah. thing. Scares I, terrifies me. I can only I watched imagine. my children walk in and then I didn't see them uh-huh. for 15 minutes. I hate it. <laughs> like at all. I, I hate was it. like, are they dead? Well, Did they climb through the ceiling? Have they escaped? How, how do I know that there's not a portal to another universe? Right. In that ball pit. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know? No. 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 It, yeah. Yeah. So, uh,. I am sad that I can't go, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't have to do it again. <laughs> uh, after recording, we will discuss some logistics of when to pick up the aforementioned children and, and whatnot. I, don't I, think... I may I may have convinced him no. to do it. Really? Yeah. Okay. My my offer still stands. Just in we'll case. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll d- got, listening audience, we will do that. <laughs> Don't when worry, you're when you're don't gone, worry don't worry about, about that. Don't worry about that. Um, so we are uh, last week happy oh, show. Last week was so happy, and because last week was so happy, we're gonna tear your world down this week. It's going to be awful. Not us awful. This documentary, like I'm pretty sure we could make this a three second podcast. Your soul will cry. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah. We're done. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> but if I could add an additional Go. two seconds to our three second podcast, yeah. it's kind of happy. Yeah. It, okay. Like, okay. First, <laughs> let's li- tell them list, what we're listening list. audience. <laughs> we decided this week that we were going to watch Newtown on Netflix because... Uh, the reason I wanted to watch it is uh, is because 
Well, it doesn't really help us stay evergreen, but surprisingly to no one, there was more mass shootings over the past couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's been on my mind lately. Yeah. And the reason that I did suggest to Krishana that we watch this one was because I didn't know anything about this shooting. This shooting slipped through the cracks for me. Completely missed it. I, I knew that there had been a school shooting, but I didn't know anything about it. Because, in my defense, I was two weeks away from going to Afghanistan. Yeah. I was kind of busy. Yeah. I just, I just missed it. You had other things going on. I did. Like, so I wanted, the only thing I knew about this shooting was the type of jokes that Last Podcast makes. Where, you know, with the Black Flag, Alex Jones conspiracy bullshit stuff. Right. Like, that's all I knew about this shooting. And I wanted to, I wanted to know more. I didn't, I didn't want that to be the only thing I knew about these kids. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it, a, it's a rough one. It's real hard. And now I have watched it. I have watched it four times now. I'm only twice. And I've cried every time. Mm-hmm. Um, three times just for our podcast. Yeah. Um, first time kind of re- a refresher. Second time I went to go take notes, couldn't take notes because I was just sad face. So... Then third time, I got her done, and I still cried. One page of notes. That's Ooh. all I could take. That's Ooh. that's all I that's all I could take. I know. I, it it's okay. So in case you don't know, like me, Newtown, because we don't really hear in the news and stuff. We didn't hear Newtown. Right. We heard Sandy Hook. So for those of you that don't know, this episode is about. Sandy Hook Elementary. In Newtown, Connecticut. Yeah. Um, we are going to go back to December 14th, 2012. Um, okay. So 9.35 a.m., the first 911 call comes in. And how this documentary goes, it starts off with beautiful images of small town life in Newtown. You know, they got the parade going, all these... Beautiful kids, smiling faces. With a with a somber, eerie, minor key yeah. song. It's, it's music. in slow-mo, yeah. but you're like, oh, happy little town. Sure. And then, boom, you go straight to police dash cams. Um, helicopters. Helicopters. Uh, uh, the whole shebang. Um, and you're hearing all these different 911 calls come in about shooting in this elementary school. Um, and the first gentleman that we really meet is Gene Rosen. And, um, he was talking about, he was on the phone and all of a sudden he's like, I gotta let you go. There's a bunch of kids in my yard. And he lived, uh, I believe it was like across the street from the yeah, school he's, he's or a neighbor to really the school. close. Um, and he's, he's seeing all these kids, um, come up young kids. They can, he can tell that they are frightened, but they don't really know the right way to react. These are all elementary school children. Um, and, um, they were saying, um, that they can't go back because they don't have a teacher. So gut punch. Yeah. Already. Um, and throughout this documentary, we hear from a lot of different people. Um, 
We hear from teachers that were in the school. We hear from parents um, that had kids survive and had kids that did not survive. Mm -hmm. We hear from uh, Sergeant Bill Cario. I think that's how you say his name. Probably saying it wrong. That's how I said it in my head. Yeah, he's a state trooper. Um, We hear from EMS. We hear from doctors. We hear from a lot of different people in here. So excuse us if um, maybe we miss somebody's name or, because yeah, it's a lot. It's I, a lot. I almost, I didn't really take notes on each individual's town yeah. citizen's name. I, I wrote down a couple of the family names, mm-hmm. um, because what I found so interesting about this documentary is it, it's not, it's not about that day. Mm-hmm. It's how to keep living. Mm-hmm. After a day like that. Yeah. So I, like, I didn't get, I tried not to get too far into the weeds with everyone's names because at the end of the day, like this, this town, the individual doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They have to come together Mm -hmm. after, after that day. And, and I, I was fascinated to watch one. I was fascinated at how articulate everyone in this town is like i mean we've discussed in the past that if something like this were to happen to our children i i am i am darth vader i would burn the world down yeah like there there is no way that i could sit down with a documentarian and and talk about my child so yeah i i could i couldn't get over just how articulate and and well-meaning everyone was in this yeah. documentary. Well, and I do think you see the different phases of grief in it too. Different parents are at different levels of grief, which I think was really good to to show. Um, you know, because you could see like some of them. You know, they. It's not that they're okay. No, they're not healed in no. any way. No, but you can kind of see the ones that um, have walked through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of the different ways that each parent has kind of walked through it. Um, but I wanted to bring up what you were talking about, too, with um, Sergeant Bill uh, Cario. He was talking about the fact that um, everybody should understand emotionally yes. what happened, but they shouldn't know graphically what happened. I was And I thought so that was relieved. really, really good. I was so relieved to hear yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Like, I know we talked in our Amanda Knox episode where, you know, they show you some crime scene footage and, oh, surprise, there's a foot. Yeah, there's a foot. I didn't want to see little yeah. seven-year-old's no. feet. I didn't. No. I didn't want that. I no. didn't even want seven-year-old blood stained on the floor. Yeah, like, and they did really, really good in that documentary of yeah. not showing any yeah. blood, any none of that. Yeah. I mean, the most you see is a casket. Right. Which, Which is, whew. Fuck tiny caskets. Fuck yeah. tiny caskets. Yeah. Um, no, and, like, th- this documentary, like, it is. It is a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. And even one of the moms brought brought up that idea. Um, I think it was, was it the Wheelers? Um, I think, yeah, it was the Wheelers. Um, Mrs. Wheeler brought up the idea that she just wants to keep saying her son, Ben. Yeah. She wants to say his name over and over again. And it just made me think of how we talked about. Don't forget to say someone's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, ever since you have said that to me... Yeah! That crap pops up into my brain all the time now. Right? Like, and, and I do live that. Yeah. And it's weird, you know? Like, I, I really related to her in that sense, you know, dealing with my own loss in, 
in my life, you know, that, that feeling of, I want to keep talking about them because it yeah. keeps them still alive. Yeah. You know, so it, it, this does show some really, uh, strong and loving people. Like it, it, and it shows their ability that even though they're, are hurting immensely, they're still finding ways to a make that pain quote unquote, like worth it worth going through with what they're doing now to try and prevent that from happening to other children. Um, and, and just how they're, um, keeping their kids' memories alive, you know, in, in little ways that they're, they are doing that kind of stuff. So did you know this documentary was filmed over three years? It looked like it was really long. Yeah. Like, cause you can kind of see like the kids, the, the kids, and, grow, the kids yeah. grow up, which I, I didn't know how long it took to, cause kids grow up, yeah. they grow like weeds, man. Yeah. Uh, but I was looking something up. Um, I was trying to look up one of the family's names on Wikipedia yeah. without having to like go rewatch the documentary uh, for a third time. I right. couldn't handle that. Um, but I just, I stumbled upon that fact on, um, the Kim A. Snyder is the writer and director. I stumbled across that on her Wikipedia that she oh, took, right she on. took three years. So That's the awesome. the point that you brought up about watching the grief process and watching the <clears throat> healing process, it made more sense knowing that, yeah, the, these guys are, they're living life, man. Yeah. This is, this is three years in the life of, of this town. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these parents that, that we see. Um, they are all, um, continuing to, uh, fight, um, with the Senate and all that stuff. Um, they have the Sandy Hook Promise. Yes. What a great organization. Man. Um, they, and they're, you know, along with the doctor, uh, Dr. Begg, um, (sighs) His testimony. Oh, I just love him. Uh, like, I want to cry recording what we're saying. You can cry. It's so intense. This Anyways. is this is a safe space. Everyone <laughs> here allowed to cry. No, doc, Dr. Begg, he he testified in, in front of Congress. Yep. Uh, they had the C-SPAN footage mm-hmm. of, you know, saying, well, this is what happens to a little body when it has 5 to 11 assault rounds in it rounds that are meant to explode upon impact and Mm -hmm. you know you can't survive that a five a six-year-old a seven-year-old cannot survive that and you know full disclosure we have six-year-olds we have five five to seven-year-olds you know (laughs) oh my god mine's about to be seven yeah yeah um and that I think that that was one of the bigger gun punches for me was you know I I am trained in yeah, that's if that is picking up, that's Gary beating on a door somewhere. Don't worry about it. Um, I I am trained in assault rifles, and I am trained in five five six and seven six twos, and I I do know what yeah. those do, and I I don't. Uh. Yeah. <sighs> um. Don't shoot kids. No. <laughs> well, and I think. I think this should um, be opening up the conversation, too, about, you know, we talk about, you know, anti-bullying stuff. All these things are um, very hot topics in our country right now. And and really, events like Sandy Hook, Columbine, those things were the launching pads 
to start these conversations. And um, they, they do talk a little bit in this documentary about him. They, Who they, they do don't not name. Say his name. Don't say his so name. So we're not going to say his I name. I didn't Google either. him. I, I, it I starts might, with an A, but. I might go look it all up afterwards. Yeah. But for, and, for now, he's not important. And the things that they highlighted, I will say, does not necessarily mean that if you have these, if you're doing these things, that you're going to go to an elementary school and right. shoot people. Right. But. But that Venn diagram. It, it, of, it starts from there. <laughs> of, of people who have this happen to them versus people who go and yeah. shoot innocent people. It's starting to come together. Yeah. There is a Venn diagram there. Um, basically. It, Basically, it should be opening up the conversation of reaching out to adults and, and kids that, you know, may be showing some signs of withdrawal and all that stuff. That should be a warning sign to you that maybe we should at least be having a conversation. Right. Trying to get somebody help that. Maybe stuff like this won't happen. Yeah. I mean... Ooh. Can I tell you a fun fact I just learned? Not yeah. related to the documentary. Oh. Um, Do you know that song by Logic? Uh, it's the it's the, the suicide crisis hotline number. It's the 1-800-2-whatever. I can look it up uh-huh. later. Um, it was like number one song in the country for a few weeks in a row. It's a song about uh, suicide ideation and wanting to hurt others and wanting to hurt yourself. Like, the... Is it old? No, it's fairly new. Oh. It's one of the... I, I can't... I can't even hum it because I... I Whatever. Uh, we can't afford it. Um, but it, it was one of those things where there was a study that the Suicide Crisis Prevention Hotline... Yeah. ...put out where the number of calls to their hotline after that song came out, like, twice... Like, it doubled. Yeah. And then after he performed at the VMAs, it five times the amount of calls because... We're just talking about it. Yeah. Like, just opening up the dialogue of... Yeah. Of... Uh, opening up the dialogue about what happens when individuals are isolated... Yeah. ...and hurt. Yeah. And if we just fucking talk about it... Yeah. Maybe we can do something about it. Well, if we stop shutting people out and yes. stop pushing them off... You're not like me. I don't like you. Go away from me. Right. Like, that has to stop. You And you don't even have to like them. Just right. don't push... Just don't push someone away. Right. <sighs> right. We're, we're, we're not going to solve. We're okay. We're not going to solve gun control in this podcast. We're not going to solve. Are you sure? Ugh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to think that we could. We I don't could think have it's like happen. a whole like 17 episodes on gun control. Uh, and blah, blah, welcome blah. to part 47 of <laughs> gun control with Krishana and Emily. <laughs> uh, <sighs> no, but you know, like it is, it is, it's that, you know, the, the, taco shell meme girl of you know why not both why can't we discuss both uh Mm. mental health issues and gun control issues why can't we talk about both of them right you know i'm tired of being told it's too soon don't politicize it it's too soon don't politicize it because every time you tell me that it happens again well yeah because it gets ramped up Mm -hmm. and then it disappears Mm -hmm. and then it and then something else happens and it, it gets all crazy again and then it dies down and it's gone. Yeah. 
Um, and I think the big thing is too, like personal responsibility too. Like, Hey, if you're not feeling okay, if you're feeling like you want to hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, yeah, that's not right. That's not normal. Go talk to somebody and, and you don't have to do these things yeah, just because I, they're in your head. I want the stigma of, oh, you're a fucking pussy. Right. I want that stigma gone. Right. I want it gone. I want the paradigm gone! shift to happen now. Mm-hmm. Because once once we can get over that, that threshold, once we can get past that paradigm shift right. of, yeah, sometimes your brain's fucked up. Go get help. Right. I want to get over that. I want to get over that. And it's just, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't. I don't know how to change an entire world. No, but I, I and you know that's an individual thing. Like we each have to take our own ownership. I think of yeah. how we're going to treat people, and if we see somebody that's hurting, like what are you going to do? Are you just going to walk past? Yeah. Or are you going to go? Hey, are you okay? Like that could be the tiniest little first step to somebody going. Wait, did Wait, they what? just ask if I was okay? Yeah. You just took, you don't know me. Yeah. You know? Well, and I I think we have a harder time, too, sometimes in our own family. You know, we see somebody that's hurting, and we don't even know what to do with our own family. Right. You know, so. Well, because Thanksgiving's going to be awkward if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Thanksgiving's going to be more awkward if something really bad happens. So, anyways. um, Uh, uh, Sorry about that tangent. Sorry, sorry, (laughs) sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, A couple of little quotes that I found in, in this documentary. Um, Mark Barden. Um, Love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's really a sweet guy. He is Daniel's dad. He's one of the uh, first graders that lost his life. Um, and we talk a lot about Daniel in this documentary. Mm-hmm. He's in there a lot. Um, and And he's such a great guy. You can see Mark when he is like looking through these pictures and videos that, you know, he's there. He's still with his son. But I like the little quote of saying, every day I live, I'm one day farther from Daniel. And it's like, it's like those little things like that, that really just like, ugh, it hits you. Cause, well, because I mean, every, everybody has that. It, it yeah. not, it's not even just like those who have lost a child. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm one day farther away from a life with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it's it it really hits home not just because we have children this age, you know that's a big thing. Yeah, because it makes you instantly feel that, but we can all relate to the loss of somebody close to us. Yeah, you know, I think most everybody has lost somebody close to them, or they will. Right, and you get that you you get that attachment to that pain and you understand it um i like to talk about david wheeler too um he he's one that was big on um doing advocating for gun control um and he was speaking in front of the senate i believe um, yeah, Senator House. I, yeah, I, one of what, the, he was in, he was in, at Congress. I think yeah. it was Senate because I think, uh, Wein, uh, well, Feinstein, not Weinstein. Oh yeah, <laughs> Feinstein was there. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a whole nother podcast. Wrongstein. Um, he, he basically says, 
liberty to own a high capacity rifle is second to my son's life. Yeah. Um, and he said, let's honor the founding documents and get our priorities straight. And I thought that was really educated. Um, Again, very articulate. Yeah. Because when you are talking about gun control, people get very polarized. Either you're like, my guns are number one. Or you're like, fuck your guns. Yeah. You know? And very rarely, there's a couple people like us who are just sitting here in the middle like, well, I just want to have guns, but I don't want to shoot people with, like... Right. I just want to have a... Can I just keep my guns? Right. And I thought that that was, like, such a, a really educated in between road answer yeah. to that. You know? Um because right, like you're literally gonna say and they did, basically the Senate yeah. said, No, our guns are more important than your kid's life. Yeah. And 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 I kept wanting to like scream that watching this documentary, like, you idiots, you just literally looked in their face and said, yeah. No, it's cool that your I kid know, died. It's such, you know and But like and okay, <sighs> but like I I get the argument I get it. of, you know, how, who decides, who decides who's mentally right. uncapable. Right, because you could gun? go down like, a very slippery it, path. It is, I'm not saying, uh, we don't have the answer. We do not. Oh, but, good Lord. We have never been less experts than we are right now. <laughs> but an uh, educated conversation yeah. with people from both points of view is the best thing. This... Uh, all these Facebook memes of, you know, my liberty and the forefathers and and the, you should, you know, we should just, you know, take all the guns away. No. Here's the thing. Here's one thing I do know. Yes. You will not never take away all the guns, nope. first of all. No. I saw, I saw Red Dawn. That's not going to happen. <laughs> never. And secondly... Let's just say in some imaginary world, you could literally destroy every single gun in the world. Sure. Okay? Let's let's go to that place. Sure. Um, people will still find a way to p- kill people. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why we made murder illegal. <laughs> it, right. It, it's not the tool. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's the person. It's how so, you wield it. I mean, Absolutely. basically, we have yeah. a people problem. We, uh, <laughs> damn, we ever have a people problem. But, um, and that's just the beginning. And... and and that's, you know, extreme, extreme, extreme. Sure, sure. But I, I I, really did like what he said because it wasn't just, we don't want any guns because we're hurting. Right. It was a realistic answer, you know, yeah. and, and really a thought-provoking thing that all of those people should have really just settled with that. And yeah, but then they don't get the NRA money then and then they don't get, get reelected and, oh, uh, that's another problem. Anywho, well, that's, that's part, that'll be in part 48 of, yeah. of the Krishan and Emily Fix the World podcast. <laughs> we shall fix it all. Uh, um, so another, fu- let, let's go with another positive thing. We talked yes. about the Sandy Hook promise. Yes. Um, and there's also in Newtown every year they put on Daniel's Mud Fest run. Like a mud run thing. Yeah. And apparently there's like a, a lot of Scottish heritage there because they had my favorite song from Outlander. <laughs> that the sing me a song. That song. I, I can't afford that. I, that's why I only sang two seconds of it. <laughs> 
actually, yes, we probably could mm. because that song is 400 years old. So it's probably public domain now. And you and I both know we love public domain. <laughs> we love public domain. Thank you, public domain. Yes. Um, yeah. No, like that's that's such a cool. I, I, I love it when it makes me so happy when there is sadness and there is yeah. tragedy and then somebody uses the hurt and the pain to create yeah not further the destruction like my like my my aunt and uncle uh, their their daughter megan she passed away a few years ago she had a genetic condition that just led to shortened lifespan mm-hmm. and mental mm-hmm. difficulties and stuff like that um and instead of doing what a lot of people would do of burning down the world yeah like we've discussed they came up with the megan weisenbach foundation And they use that charity to raise money to help cover the costs that insurance won't cover for things like ramps and wheelchairs and accessible equipment that that insurance just doesn't cover. Right. It's, you know, stuff like a few hundred dollars at a time that you just don't have that out of pocket. And so then here comes the Megan Weisenbach Foundation well, to just to pull do on cool the stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, like, so sweet. I love it. I love seeing I love seeing pain turn into beauty yes. and turn into positivity and health and and paying stuff forward. Yeah. That you didn't have before. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And, and and that is one thing that we can 100% say about this town is mm-hmm. they took the worst thing that could ever possibly happen in that town and they've really come together. And I think that that tight knit little community has become even more because of it. Yes. You know, it just really, you just look around and it's like, they just all seem just so bonded together. And I I think, I think it took a while to get there because I think it was... The Malins, the Mal, was it the Malins and the Wheelers, or no, the Malins and the Bardens were best friends, right? Yeah. Neighbors, kids, yes. you know, boy, girl, boy, same age, yes. like, like best friend families. Next door neighbors. Yeah, like she, the mom brought up a good point of, well, God, my kids survived and your kid didn't. Right. Like, are we still friends? Can we right. still be, like, do I say, what do I say? What do right. I do? Like, so... No, knowing that this documentary took three years to make, like, it's nice to, it was nice to see that this community could have been ripped apart. Right. But it wasn't. Exactly. They figured out how to weave back in together. Well, and I like that you brought that up because that's something that I didn't really think about until I heard her say that, like the survivor's guilt, you know, even for the parents of... You know, why did my kids survive? That's not fair. Like the they literally turned that. left. He yeah. didn't turn right. My yes. kid was to the right. Why didn't he turn right? Yeah. It, yeah. That stuff is, is crazy. And it's not something that you necessarily think about, but it's a very, very real thing. It's not only traumatic and hard for the people that actually lost their children, but the ones that didn't die and the, and the parents that are like, they got to collect their kids from that yeah. firehouse. Oh, I because I think about that firehouse is just because I could they didn't they didn't show it in the documentary, but I could I could see the whole movie in my head where kid comes out, parents go get him, kid comes out, parents go get him, kid comes out, parents go get him. And the group just gets smaller and smaller, but there's still 40 parents. Yeah. Waiting on their 20 kids. Yeah. (sighs) Heavy. 
Yeah. Mm. You need a entire box of tissue. If you don't cry at this, go get help because <laughs> I didn't. Well, wrong. I didn't ugly cry. I expected to ugly cry. You got other things too. I do have a lot of stuff going <laughs> on, but like I, I watched it at work, and it was one of those things where like I'm trying to yeah. Ass- my job is an assembler. I, I'm trying to assemble. <laughs> assemble. And I'm like, I'm like, I missed a couple bolt holes. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I can't because of the kid. Ugh, okay, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, it's. Rough. Oh, I I was it's rough. I cried at work. Yeah. I cried at home. I was crying here. I was crying there. I think I cried everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Doctor Seuss. Oh, the places you will cry. That's right. (laughs) Um, What is that, sunlight out there? Good Lord. (laughs) Um, It was a real, it it is, it's a very well done documentary. It's gorgeous. Um, The the skydiving scene at the uh, end, Mark Mark Barton, uh, Daniel's dad, he goes, he goes skydiving. Yeah. And man, that, I didn't get the cinematographer's name, but. They lined up a great shot where the camera jumped out of the plane first and then they followed Mark and you watch him free fall. Like, yeah. And it just, it summed up, it, it encapsulated in visual form what one of the other dads, um, uh, I think Hockley's maybe Dylan, Dylan's dad, uh-huh. uh, what he was talking about trying to find beauty in the chaos. Yep. And it was just, it was just a nice summation of, of, being hurt by chaos, but still looking for beauty in the chaos, yeah. and just watch it, watching him free fall through the sky, I, that that was gorgeous. Can I side note that? Did, <laughs> okay, did you think that Mark? Okay, if you cut out his hair and you just focused on his face, okay, facial recognition engaged. Nicholas Cage. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. So, I didn't pick it up then, but I see it now. Okay, so for all of you, if you have not watched this yet, when you watch it, and I suggest that you do. Please do. Don't um, make us cry alone. Nicholas Cage it. Okay. Because as soon as I, I was like, oh, I can turn this off a little bit emotionally <laughs> because now I have to look at him and I think of Nicholas Cage. He's very handsome. He's a handsome fellow. He's cool. I, I think he would have been more handsome with a mullet. He's about the only guy that I think would look really good with a mullet. Because <laughs> he's a professional guitarist. Yes. And, and his daughter, too, singing up there. Oh, oh that they Tim just Sweet oh, as pie. Oh. Yeah, I've never heard that song before because I don't do you, You're not a country, country girl. I would see. Okay, so I was raised on the country. And that, I, I love that. Okay. I both love and hate that song because the whole song is, it's, I'd do anything just to see you smile, right? Uh-huh. And so he talks about how I scraped up the money because I never could quite tell you no for all the shiny things. And, you know, I didn't tell you no when you got that job in, Am- uh, in Amarillo. And, or no, no, leaving Amarillo to take that new job in Tennessee. Yeah, I know this song. Shut up. Don't judge me. Um, but then by the end of the song, it, it's talking about how, you know, I, I never could tell you no even when you came walking up to me with him. And, Ooh. like, uh, 
I love that song, but I knew a girl that she made that her wedding song. What? And I'm like, girl, do you know that like they're not they're broken up by the end of the song, right? Have you listened? To Have this you song? really listened to it? She's like, but it's so pretty, and you know, you never just could tell me no. I'm like, all right, babe, it's your wedding. You you plan it to the way you want, but I'm just telling you that's a bad song for a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, hey. Hey. We just we, did Newtown. We survived. We went from glow to Newtown. <sighs> okay, so I like, I do like that dynamic. I think for, you know, we'll get, we'll get into it. We'll get dark yeah. for a few weeks and then like we'll come in back in with some shiny, happy, <laughs> yeah. glittery neon wrestling stuff. Yes. Maybe not wrestling, but we'll, we'll, we will definitely bring you glitter. Yes. Yes. Um, please, 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 please. Rate us, like us, yes. comment, tell us if we're doing a good job. Tell us what you want to hear. Yes. Um, we're uh, we're at What's in the Queue on all the socials. Send us an them. email at What's in the Queue at gmail.com. We want, we want to hear from you. Yeah. Holler at us. Holler at your girl. Yeah. What? Um, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. This is What's, What's in, in the, the Queue. queue. <laughs> <laughs>